another funny thing that happened to Jim Knight was when uh, one was pitching uh, to uh, his son and like like went and like took a full swing and kicked it and like bunted it basically right back to his dad and his dad like fielded the ball and gunned him down on the first baseline <laughs> just drilled him right in the side of the dome what we do here is go back 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 Welcome back to the Wheel Rock Podcast, everybody. This is Miley Legitimate Conversation Amongst Friends and Lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. Uh, we're at the Wheel Route on Twitter. Wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Thing, Podcast Center Zone, Stitcher, etc., etc. You can stream it on the website, too. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at LogoOnTheDawn. Coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida. Um, you know, things are fine. Things are fine here. A little, little busy on the work front, but uh, the day job, the day job keeps keeps one busy, but it's probably a good thing. Uh, if you guys wanted to listen to the podcast a little bit more, uh, maybe maybe I wouldn't have to worry about that. So I'm, I'm actually, this is a call out to the fans. Share uh, it with your friends. Share, this is, share on, this is on you guys. Your what friends, your family, your exes. We're going to go radio oh. silent until March Madness. Uh, we're going to lose all of our momentum. But it's okay. We do what we do. Uh, anyhow, I am doing well. 83 degrees here in Stewart, Florida today, in case you guys were wondering. Lovely day. Um, who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am still in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it's a real winter wonderland up in these parts just beautiful. Oh. got got a heavy dose of wintry mix today uh schools were canceled across the valley um yeah good to see from from the window view uh i'm also on twitter.com at shank jordan uh i don't i don't remember if i've met my monthly monthly limit of tweets yet i probably have i think i'm up to two or three so I'll just be liking and retweeting there, and sometimes right. DMing. Hey, happy national, ever. happy national sign day to you guys! Also, early yeah. ESD. Yeah, which sounds like a medical condition, but isn't it? Does, it I does. Promise. That sounds like something acquired when you South Carolina suffering from lack of ESD. Am I right, brother? <laughs> hey So is Michigan. Who else is here? Else is here? <laughs> On that note. <clears throat> Uh, my name is Jason Kreck. I uh, am also in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it was, yeah, just a, just a beautiful, I think probably it's still snowing uh, in Harrisonburg as of this moment on Sunday evening, Wednesday evening. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday, Wednesday. Uh, time has um, And yeah, I mean, we're up to a good three, four inches in town and it's supposed to keep going most of the night. Um. I I uh, I smoked some ribs despite that. Haven't decided if that was the best decision yet, but it tasted great. And uh, oh, I tweet things at Jason Crick, mostly about what I'm smoking in the snow. Um, hey, now. ultimate also, hardo move, by the way. Like so love what? love the love the energy. Ultimate hardo move. Yeah, uh, I think most recently there was smoking like, ribs. Extremely blurry picture of you, like with a headlamp on in the rain. <laughs> I believe that was uh, that was when I was smoking lamb. Yep. 
yeah no it was delightful but it was just like it was like blair witch style yeah project. no, it was a horrible photograph yeah. i loved it that's why i put it out <laughs> It was a real-time candid. None of yeah, exactly. I, uh, true story, I got, I bought those, I have two headlamps that I got from Amazon because they came in a two-pack pretty much because I knew it was going to get dark on my grilling and smoking efforts a lot earlier in the winter. You um don't have a back porch light? I do. It's not bright enough. Yeah, uh, when dude. you're like standing yeah. over the grill. Yeah, I like I. That's true. Too. When I'm standing at the smoker, I have my back to it. Uh, and same Sorry, with the grill. The kind of dude, stuff. you got to upgrade. I got this light in my garage. I don't know if you've seen this thing. It is like this. It's like a three. It's like a movable three LED panel light. Did you get the uh, Bell and Howell Tri Star thing? So it is, it is very similar network? to like the as seen on TV type deal. <laughs> I think that's what Phony that Bennett they, had to buy this season okay. his, uh, acc network uh purchase uh <laughs> yeah post gotcha. pick six for the Houston. yeah i um uh i i got one of like a whatever it's just you just screw it into uh a normal like 60 watt like light bulb head thing or whatever yeah. so anyhow no i mean it's, I, I would very, it's very bright it is extremely bright because i had like the single flickering awful um Sure. long tube lamp thing yep. in my garage and i was the, the standard creepy of, garage light yeah i was sick of yeah. doing my uh my laundry like in the shadow of the <laughs> darkness so that's I, fair yeah so i I, I, uh, I need to upgrade that but I, the headlamp uh it works wonderfully because it's got the thing you can like tilt it down and it just oh yeah it's great uh and big also time, time, uh, night fishing energy there with the, uh, with the that's headlamp. fair yeah i uh i think i'm just acquiring all the traits of a fisherman without ever actually going fishing i'm oh, just like you know, Jason, that sounds pretty stress-free to me. Grabbing all the right, yeah, it's it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> you, um, won't, you won't ultimately buy a boat and dump money into that right, hole, right? So. right. You have a um, you, you have a pellet grill already. That's certainly big. Yeah, I'm well down the well down the path already. Um, <laughs> I also didn't know I had in my mind that headlamps were like thirty, thirty-five, forty dollars a piece. Nah, no, I got two pack for thirteen ninety-nine. It was like yeah. stealing. It was wonderful. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think one year for Christmas, so my dad, mm -hmm. one of his passions is hiking the Appalachian Trail with one of his good friends. Um, Wildly wholesome as well. And so he has a, like, uh, part of his Amazon wish list is hiking gear. And I think one of my siblings one year bought him, like, the headlamp that he had on the list, but didn't realize it was a six, I think it was a six pack of headlamps. <laughs> So he's Love just it. like locked just sta and loaded. stash them all over the house in case yeah. of a blackout. Or you could, I told him you could like wear them all at once and have 360 <laughs> right. degree coverage. Just yeah. be a this would be a walk on the porch. Yeah, wear one on your thigh, like right. one on Smart. each thigh. Yeah, ankles. All over the it's place. a it's a garter lamp. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> your hiking buddy takes it off for you on the trail as is tradition. Yeah, it's as you finish a leg of the AT, it's just like we all right, it's in, yeah, we'll in, just in the parking lot at the sweaty, yeah. your, your sweaty shorts at the uh, the trail head. You get to, you get to the campsite with all the other hikers and you fling it backwards over your head. <laughs> and the guy who catches it has to shotgun has to do body shots off you. That's true. Every, yeah. I mean, everybody knows this. This is a very it's a very yeah. common tradition. So. We grew up in the mountains. We grew up in the mountains. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, are you boys drinking tonight? Uh, yes, I am hydrating with a. I'm back with the Topo Chico tonight. My man. And some key lime juice. 
Love it. My enamel is fine, Colin. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for asking and being concerned. But uh, my that's that's not sarcastic. That's genuine yeah, appreciation. Yeah, I, Colin, shout out. You're my road dog. Yeah, uh, you forced us all to readdress the amount of lime juice that we've been dousing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's our good. Water, to like, and that, that is a good thing. I it's good to look back. in the mirror and evaluate some things. But my six month checkup a month ago went great. So no no worries. We good. Beautiful. Um, oh, that's me. Um, yeah. I uh, I was at Martin's the other day. I know everybody's interested. You went to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store. I acquired a six-pack variety pack, so I am set for the what next. You, what are you working on? However many I have in the little squattle bottle, a, a Hardywood Great Return IPA. Oh, oh. I think that's I different. It's, it that doesn't taste like, like most the, IPAs, but it's tasty. Sturgeon on the bottle. Yes, I believe that's a sturgeon. It is. Yeah. Not to brag, big big fish guy. Not to brag. On on occasion, for the for the gram sometimes. You know what's right. easier than fishing? Just doing all the other stuff and not just head, just headlamping. Just, just, just headlamping. Just headlamping in my light hoodie outside with my pellet grill. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Love it. I um, polished off a Modelo and I'm working on a little Knob Creek right now. Mm. Uh, looks nice. So, Mr. you know, big guy bourbon here. guy now. I did bourbon tasting like a month ago, so I'm pretty much locked in, locked and loaded on the bourbon. Um, but that's what we had on the shelf. This is, I think the, actually, no, I don't think it is. I think we still have one more bottle, but um, this is the uh, second to last bottle of the booze that came with my Yeti cooler that I won. Um, so we're still working on that. Good we were working on that last year when you were here. Long. I, think we, I think we polished off some of that uh, cinnamon, the, the, oh, the, the, Evan, Williams, oh, the Evan Williams fireball. Yeah, it wasn't even fireball. It was just like the <laughs> yeah, it was, different it brand was, cinnamon. Yeah. Right. It was like Evan Williams uh, at the Orange Bowl. Cinnamon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did do that at the Orange Bowl though. Yeah. Great times. Fun. I was proud of us. I was proud of our I was proud of us putting it down before we went in. Because we I think our cooler our cooler got rated, didn't it? I didn't no, we determine I thought uh I thought we put we the cooler inside. Put it in the back row. I think that's because at a different game I went to with some friends. At that same parking lot, the cooler did get raided, and that's why I said uh, let's put it in the back. So that's right, that's right. They took like a bottle of booze, but they left they left my PBRs. So that's nice shout out to them. Shout they out also to Robert Cooler. So <laughs> that's also nice. Um, well, that's true. I, I don't think it was a. It, sorry, it was a different. Uh, it was a. It was a different friend that was driving. So he had. <laughs> You know, he doesn't fish. He didn't have a sweet cooler. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't have a Yeti. Jason, what's your Yeti cooler situation? Because that's, you know. I have, I've, I've yet to acquire a Yeti, but I do have a uh, cooler for normal drinks and stuff, as well as meat cooler. So You, you don't even need okay. a, a Yeti cooler. You just need to get a Those Yeti hat and a sticker. That's true. I just, need, I just need to hashtag brand myself and we'll be set. Yes. That is true. I forgot about the Xterra factor of things. I'm already, that's like half the battle right there. Xterra. You gotta get the rod vault on top though, and just like put just like nothing yeah. in it. Just I have the I, ha I do have the off road version, and it has the off road lights that I've never turned on. Um, so you should do that. You got well the old tires too. The Xterra. Um, how long has it been since they made the Xterra? Uh, let's see. I was one of the last models. What uh, year is your? What year is that thing? Uh, mine is two thousand ten. It was discontinued after the two thousand fifteen. Oh, okay. Do you, do you refer to it as your truck? 
Uh, no, not really. Okay. I call my Outback my truck sometimes. <laughs> I guess I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious. I, 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 I think I'd probably I go the super I've selfish route. I've backed off of that as like a thing to get mad about because it's really stupid. So I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think also I, like, I go the selfish route in that I refer to it as a truck when it's advantageous to call it a truck. It's like, um, but if it's like a frame on or whatever they, whatever they say, like my, yeah, my old boss, she like had this whole like spiel about like, yeah, she had like one of the last explorers that was like actually a truck oh, yeah. and was like no longer a truck and, anymore. And I'm like, okay, like I don't, <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you like that. I was really, really Listen, this, this is not improving but, like, my, in everybody. Every day, I watched her pull up to the office and put a stick on magnet on top of her truck over the sunroof because it leaked so bad. So I was like, like I, are we, are you doing a lot of off-roading here or does it leak like a sieve if it rains in South Florida, which is like every day and every day occurrence. Listen, like, every, everybody is a snob about something. <laughs> you read about that. So I'm a snob about the three, five, two, you got to have the right three in the back, but if you got the right five in the middle, it makes it all the easier. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful yes, that, thing. That's what you're a snob about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's keep it moving here. Uh, we had some playoff rankings. People were mad about them. Florida somehow only fell one spot uh, to number seven after losing to a three-win uh, bad LSU team at home in just hilarious and disappointing fashion. But um, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I think we all kind of see this coming. Uh, there is a very bizarre series of events that could happen here that has two lost Florida in the playoff. That I mean, whatever. I'll root for that. I'll drink. Too yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, let's get let's get weird. People would be. I was so gonna say bad. I'll root for it, not out of any love for Florida, but because that is the most chaotic thing that could happen. Oh, yeah. and I'm here for it. And it might also push us to the edge of an eight team playoff. Yeah, this is true. I saw some Georgia fans questioning why Florida was ranked ahead of them in the polls, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I don't know. They oh, scored like 38, 38 uh, points in the first half of that game against you guys. No, no big deal. It was yeah. an absolute drubbing, but it's fine. Uh, also on the topics of the rankings discussion, shout out to Nicole Auerbach for asking the question that she asked. Came at, came at Greg's neck. Uh, did not get a great uh, or thoughtful answer, which was to be expected. Yeah. Uh, right. Because because the playoff committee is is pros at not answering while answering. Um, and also I saw on the ticker this evening while eating my dinner that uh, the AAC commissioner has called for a return of the BCS. So we've come full okay. circle. The AAC commissioner, why? He wants his team to have even less of a chance of getting in? He thinks <laughs> the computers would be more fair than actual people in the room. Oh, oh, but still do four teams, but just do a BCS ranking? Potentially. Not like only have a, a plus they only one they only ran one line on the ticker. They didn't sub <laughs> sub thread. I'd like so. I'd like him to expound with another line. I demand another ticker. <laughs> I think that's watch. the I think that's the, what he's going for though. Is I think he's oh, saying keep the playoff at four and go back to unbiased rankings. Because pure uncut BCS, we'd just watch Alabama Clemson every year. Yeah. Which like, which I know, mean we basically already do, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, so I mean, we could. Auerbach's question was basically, <laughs> "What are we even like, doing? What are, what are we doing? Like, how can you say that playing games matters if, like, if Florida loses and does you don't they don't get penalized for losing? Right? That's that was the gist of her question. Yeah, the Florida. It was. I think the two biggest qualms were that Florida's ranking 
and Iowa State's. Yeah, Iowa State lost to Louisiana, and it clearly didn't matter, and Florida lost to LSU, and it clearly didn't matter. Well, well just, the, I think, the, like, Iowa State – Louisiana did. schools, it doesn't, it doesn't count if you lose to a school. That's you. true. It's the Napoleonic Code, so it's it – Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, that's it's a good it's a good question. Certainly, certainly a, a nice uh, a nice soundbite. Shout out to her. Uh, is Ohio State still number four? Mm. I think so. Or three. I so I mean, similar similarly to that question, you could add if Ohio State has only played six games, how can you say playing games matters? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah they it's still Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah, which I mean. Shout out probably the best four teams. I was good. Like that's the thing is like that's what's exasperating about this is that like yes. yeah those are probably the four best teams in the country. But like also I have no faith that if they weren't Cincinnati would be up there or you know. I mean listen yeah I also just like don't want to see Texas A and M in the playoff because I think they're <laughs> yeah. gonna get just murdered by whoever yeah. they play and. So it's kind of, it's one of those things like yeah I mean I I want the four best teams to be there I just wish the four best teams were more enjoyable than this like dynastic Alabama juggernaut disgusting machine and uh, Clemson who's um, just over in general Ohio State <laughs> you know I, I like I harbor no real ill will towards Ohio State they have annoying fans um, that but I mean who doesn't and uh, yeah and then who's who's the other team that's up there right Notre now oh, no. cops yeah that's you know what I if, if Notre if Notre Dame is like the the, the the best story of the year it's been a bad year it's All been right. a rough oh, year for sure yeah. <laughs> and that's what i mean you can just if we're being honest you can mostly like just refer to our talk about this last week like it's the yeah. same stuff and yeah. it's just because this year sucks and it yeah that's about it is. yeah i'm i think i'm i'm coming around not not coming around but like i'm i'm building a different case for the 18 playoff at this point or six teams with just give the top two a buy or something it just seems sure. like a little bit of zest. A little bit of zest would be nice. A little bit of opportunity for some chaos would be nice. Um, and, you know, it's, it's football, man. I mean, like, the, the, you're going to have great, like, super watchable product to put on all throughout the holiday season. Like, you already do. People go and tune into the Cheez-It Bowl for, with zero skin in the game. Like, imagine if they actually had, like, a game with meaning yeah. playing at that same time. Now that the would gambling be, would... is is being more and more yes. readily legal. There, there is skin in the game for people at the Cheez It Bowl. Correct. Allegedly. Yeah. Who I mean you know, entertainment purposes only. But uh all right, well that all said, let's uh move on to the coaching carousel. Woo! Uh it continues spinning. And we have since we last talked, one job officially filled, I think that was Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. They officially hired Clark. I believe we're going with Lee. We're uh, going with Clark is, L. Clark L. L E A. Clark Lee from he's the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Um, this seems eerily similar to the last guy they hired. Um, which I mean, in res in resume, not in you know looks or anything. But uh, that said. Uh, I think he wanted the job, so shout out to any guy who wants to hit, hitch his horse to that wagon <laughs> at this point. Um, he went. He went there, right? He was like a captain. You know? Yeah, he was a fullback or something at yeah. Vanderbilt. So oh, gosh. I think he he's, he's super Hang gritty. Down, 
really gritty bro. Yeah, there's but, so um, much there's so much gym rat in that one sentence. Yeah, we'll see. I think it just the SEC is so wild to where like like Oregon had I think the best recruiting class in the Pac-12 last year and I think if you like did the comparison it would have been like the 7th best class in the SEC. Like the the level of recruiting in the SEC is so high and Vanderbilt is facing such a steep challenge with facilities and then academics and stuff that it's like that's that's a tough job so if you can do well there good for you shout out to someone who wants that job to get that job i hope he hires a good offensive coordinator for his sake not for Vanderbilt. yeah for his for yeah for his sake i mean I, I could really care less how Vanderbilt does but yeah i mean as a as a as a as a florida um fan who has to make that dreary trip every other year to Vanderbilt to play a noon a noon Eastern time kickoff game and watch my team sleepwalk through 45 minutes football. It's, uh, you know, maybe maybe don't hire a great offensive coordinator. Who's, but, uh, who's to say? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how this one goes. So open still we have, I think South Alabama is still open. <laughs> um, Illinois. I thought they uh, hired Air- somebody. Okay, South Alabama might have done that. His name might have been like Will Hall. No, oh, no, that was Southern Miss. Um, some sort of generic name. Yeah, they had Illinois. Uh, not, not really a generic name. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Kane Womack. Oh, okay. Indiana's well, defensive oh, coordinator. What a spelling. All right, so Kane. He's only 33 years old. How do you spell Kane? K-A-N-E. Kanye without a Y. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real Kane country Womack. music uh name it is wow good point um illinois is still open arizona is still open auburn at this point still open a lot of signs pointing to defensive coordinator kevin Steele being uh the sort of first in line for that Yikes. uh the kind other of went from thing, a joke to like uh, probably going to happen sort of thing. I saw Football Scoop also said that Oregon is called a meeting this week uh, for a, like a single item meeting to discuss contracts with the head football coach or something. So that might bump be Oregon buyout. trying to uh, bump up some some uh, some buyout or renegotiate a little bit of a contract there. Um, yeah, I. I yeah, who knows? These like board of board of regents meetings and stuff that they, it's like the freaking supreme, like the intergalactic council or something. You have to meet <laughs> to do this. What did it say? Oregon's board will meet tomorrow morning regarding a single item meeting for purposes regarding an employment contract for the head intercollegiate football coach. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm guessing that's a contract extension announcement. Uh, but he I, apparently Cristobal is maybe on the short list for Auburn as well. So hmm. plain, old, plain old defense there. Well, Oregon Merry Christmas to whoever back. his agent is because they're yeah. not paid either way. Yeah, it's, it's probably old, old what's-his-name, the guy who's everyone's Jimmy, agent. Jimmy Six. Jimmy Six. Emphasis on the six, am I right? Um, ew. No, you are uh, not. Allegedly. Yeah, so this is like we've kind of fizzled out here. I mean, Auburn is clearly like I mean that's a big job that that job being opened is big. If Auburn indeed pays potentially twenty plus million dollars to fire their head coach and promote their defensive coordinator, I am going to LOL. Um, but hey, pays to know people and especially at a place like Auburn, be uh, evidently good 
good buddies. I forgot Kevin Steele was the head coach at Baylor. That's right. For a, a uh, really, really bad four-year run. I was going to say, for I an think atrocious he went, stretch. Like 9-36 and 36 overall. I think he was 1-31 and 31 in conference. Sounds right. And it was, was Baylor even in the Big 12 then? They might have not was been. Was he before Bryles? Yes. Take a look-see. Let me, let me dive into the facts and figures. He would have been, he would have been well before Bryles. He might have been before the guy who was before Bryles. They were in the Big 12 conference at the time. Okay. All right. That's that's, that's the they kind were the... of inspiring hire you want to make. You know, a guy with that kind of track record, you got to know how to lose before you can know how to win. I, yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, Cristobal was atrocious at FIU and did the uh, Nick Saban car wash experience and somehow got hired at Oregon. So, so the Big 12 out. formed in 1996. Dang. And Kevin Steele coached from 99 to 02. Okay. And went 9 and 36 with a 1 and 31 record in Big 12 play, including. He went 0 and 8, 0 and 8, 0 and 8, 1 and 7. I mean, yeah, you got to oh, go. He turned it upwards and they fired him. What a, what a crock. <laughs> I mean, by, by now, he would have been going damn near 5 and 3 in conference. Yeah. <laughs> so. He'd be playing at Jerry World every once in a while. During the, oh, I just want to read this. Uh, I'm going to read this paragraph uh, word for word from Wikipedia. Thank you. Uh, in Steele's first season, 1999, Baylor finished with a 1 and 10 record. The school's worst since 1969. During that season, his Baylor team was involved in what ESPN.com called one of the top ten worst coaching decisions. The decision came when he chose chose a running play rather than a kneel down with Baylor leading and possessing the ball in the game's final 12 seconds, and UNLV was out of timeouts. Baylor fumbled, and UNLV returned it for a touchdown. I saw the clip, and it was like – Apparently he was like trying to send a message to his team, and it was like uh, we're going to punch this in here, and the guy like – it was a bad running play. He like scampered through the line and like got turned around and just got completely stripped. And the dude picked it up and just housed. This it was the, the second. This was his second game. He lost his first game at Boston College, thirty or thirty to twenty nine in overtime. And then his second oh. game, his first home game was that UNLV game. Oh man, what a way to start the tenure! I'm sorry to see it. Then they went to Oklahoma. Then they hosted Texas and lost sixty two nothing. Then they beat North Texas. <laughs> Ah, rebound. One of his nine wins. A signature win. Take that, Mean Green. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, I mean, mean, the fact remains that they might be paying $21 million to hire the guy next door in the office. Sure. And, I mean, that's an interesting decision, no doubt. Um, But uh, I think Gus had borne out his welcome. You want to move on from Gus, that's fine. It's just, you know, I don't know. Like, keeping – it super on brand with the current staff doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. If you're going to pay that much money to move on from your coach, you, you know, you would think, but Auburn, we've talked about this. Auburn's weird. They have like some weird familial vibes going on over there. Um, Cadillac Williams on staff at Auburn. Did you know that? Not surprised, but like that's the kind of stuff that I think is, is regular and routine there. And I think if you know the boosters and know the power players, you are in a very good position to maybe keep your job. Um, Kevin Steele, pretty good defensive coordinator, I think. Uh, highly paid, that's for sure. Auburn usually is really good on defense, and I know he's mm-hmm. had pretty much sole control over that unit since Muschamp left, I believe. So, um, I would assume he recruits well, also. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you you would assume, but um, anyhow, all right, let's uh, let's 
keep it moving here. So hot seat uh, update. I think we're all pretty much squared away there. I added Syracuse to the hot seat list. I think they Dino will find himself squarely on that heading into next year. They've been they were abysmal this year, and yeah. they were not good last year. Um, I think most of the goodwill he built from that one time they beat Clemson on that Friday night is gone, and uh, they need to be better. So. Who to say what's going on there? Um, but I still have uh, Virginia Tech at the top of the list there. Who they announced this week that uh, Fuente is staying, and um, had a bit of a you know bit of a mixed bag performance from the athletic director um, over the course of a couple days. Uh, but it seems like he maybe is attempting to right the ship here and uh, correct some of the messaging, get some good vibes flowing for the Hokies. So. Um, Go Hokies. Uh, I will continue to say strange vibes around that program. And it's just weird how much apathy is being displayed by that like fan base right now. It just, you know, I am never one to shy away from ragging on Virginia Tech. But like, I do respect, I do respect them. This is why it hurts me so much to like, to lose to them and to, to like, have people put it in my face and stuff like that. Right. I, I respect the program. I respect them. And, you know, they, for being like, not cream of the crop. Great. Like have a pretty strong and, and vocal fan base that, you know, that, that, that is noticeable, especially in the neck of the woods that we grew up in. So to see them be like, basically like completely mum on football, even in a year where like, they weren't awful, awful. They were bad by their standards, but they, they were like terrible. Um, they, they were pretty bad, but like, they were what six and five, five and six, five and six. Oh, they were five and six. All right, including well, losses to Liberty and yet yeah. Liberty there was lost. Another, another yeah, listen, real Liberty tough. lost was was objectively hilarious. <laughs> objectively, <laughs> laugh out loud, hilarious. Um, worst loss: how Florida lost or how Virginia Tech lost to Liberty? Because man, oh, it's got to be Virginia Tech. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you would think Florida think... lost because a guy was excited and like taunting. <laughs> Virginia Tech yeah. lost because their coach tried to ice a kicker from fifty-seven yards, whose previous career long was forty-two yards. <laughs> a college kicker. That's a good point. So yeah, we don't need to rehash all this, but well, uh, Virginia I mean, Tech. I don't, I don't want to rehash it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's squarely on top. Tennessee, Texas, Michigan, Texas Tech, Syracuse. Those are your, I think, your big um, six heading into next season. I'm sure there will be more that crop up over the course of the year. Tennessee needs to show some signs of life. That guy might be gone early in next okay, year. Okay, with uh, with Michigan, how how feasible do we think it is that Harbaugh just leaves for an NFL thing? Like saves himself the embarrassment of getting fired and. Goes and coaches the Jags and puts them in a real bad spot where they're hiring a coach in <laughs> like February, <laughs> late January, early February. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, no, I don't. I don't think so. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that would that would have been in the works for Michigan. Like they would have tried to get out ahead of that, maybe. So I, I'm assuming that they're operating under the assumption he's coming back, and they've talked about it, but. Who knows what NFL jobs are open and available? He doesn't strike me as an awesome communicator. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. 
That's a hot yeah. take. So I think it's a generous uh, assumption that he and Michigan have been on the same page as far as his What uh, Realistically, what NFL jobs are open? I mean, someone has got to go coach the Texans, right? That must be a good job. Get to coach Get Deshaun. Deshaun. You don't have a draft pick for like the next 10 years, but you can go to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, the well, flickering he's used life. to coaching without draft picks, Logan. This is, well, this is true. Um, <laughs> Jacksonville, probably. Yes. Is Tom, is Tom Brady going to get Arians fired? Tom Brady will probably get Arians fired because I'm sure it's all Arians' fault that Tom Brady's noodle arm can't the Jets, the ball. The Jets will be open. Maybe. The Jets is weird because they they should be open. I agree with you. They should be open. But, like, Gase got hired, and then he basically got to hire the GM. So it's like, who's actually in charge over there? I mean, they've, like, been apocalyptically bad, but, like, they they seem to be willfully doing that. Whoever, and I'm not whoever the guy, turn it on, but yeah, whoever the guy is who I think was it four verts, San Diego, or sorry, LA. Go was it four verts on Twitter who used to cover them and flamed that oh, yeah. guy on the way out? Yes, he is very yeah. confident that everybody is getting fired at the end of this. Okay. Season. Um, I mean that would be that would that would make sense, but like Gase, this is the second year for Gase and. I just know that there's like the the balance of power over there seems to be out of whack, and it, it was one of those things where it's like, are they really gonna just roll the balls back out with like the same guys and like think that just because they get Trevor Lawrence, like they're gonna be able to flip the switch and be competitive? Because right. I think that's a kind of an arrogant um, point of view as well. Which um, sounds a lot like Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> you're right. You're right about right that. Uh, the L.A. Chargers is definitely gonna be open too, right? That guy is making some bad choices, and you got to get a good young quarterback there. That could be a fun. Yeah, that could I, be. A I, good I mean, I hope Herbert gets someone better than Harbaugh. To be honest, like, what are we talk? Who, who are we talking? Freaking Cam Eric, Cameron, Eric Bieniemy. Oh, that would that would be nice. Who calls the? Does he call the plays in Sandy in um in Kansas City? I think it's a joint effort. Okay. At the very. I was least. curious about that. I know. Like Florida's offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach Brian Johnson is like I think he interviewed for the South Carolina job. He's one of those guys that's like gonna get a job pretty mm-hmm. soon, but like kind of also one of those guys. I'm not really sure what he does. Like on on game days, uh, I'm sure he does game planning and and does some like probably some play calling. He helps the receivers stuff, warm up. He's like, an extra arm. Mullen's got the there. Mullen's got the Denny's menu and like the hat pulled down over his eye and is in the is in the lab calling the plays 100 percent for He's sure. So in his bag. 100%. Yeah, so there's there's no there's no guessing who uh, does that. Maybe Dan Mullen will go to the NFL and my world will come crashing down. That would be great. All right, let's move on to some games. What do you say, boys? Sure. All right, a couple games this weekend. This is championship weekend. We've made it. Um, not a not, no problems this whole year uh, with college football. Yep. Everything All went off. Games got played. Yeah. Don't feel icky about any of it. Every nope. game was played, and, and Nebraska is back. All right. All of our picks were so. right. It was awesome. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, first up, this could be a little. Oh, you moved Tulsa Cincinnati to uh, to the picks. Yeah. Okay, so not Tulsa Cincinnati. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> let's stay G five ish with uh, Louisiana at Coastal Carolina. This is a ranked on ranked matchup here, boys. Could be fun. 
Jacob yeah. Chadwell, fresh off a contract extension through 2027, that he will certainly see every every uh, minute of that um, out. Uh, gets to welcome Billy Napier and them boys, Louisiana, with uh, a dub over Iowa State on the resume this year. Pretty pretty good times. Could be, should be a good game. Uh, yeah, I am. I kind of want to watch more Coastal because I find their offense like extremely fascinating. Uh, they're basically that. they're basically a triple team, but they run it from like this sort of like pistol momentum based like uh, advantageous angles area yeah, some, and some arena football elements too. And it, it seems like they basically just take advantage. Like they do a hundred percent. Like walk up to the line, look at your safeties, and then are like, "All right." We are going to run an option right or left, or we are going to pass. Like we there's, like, there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's, um, I dig that. I mean, it's just it's just interesting uh, yeah. to see. It's well, it's very video game there. football kind of. Like, yes. When, yes. When you were playing NCAA, whatever it <laughs> you was, your, like I would always, I would action. always look. Yeah. Where's my best receiver? How is that corner playing him? If it's press, I'm hot routing to a slant. hot route, hot route, hot route, hot yeah. route. Yep. <laughs> It's it's game over. That's like that's the Peyton Manning game management, just like pulling the puppet strings. It's, it's phenomenal. Two thousand seven West Virginia, where the guy would I'm playing is always going to quit because it's not <laughs> fun. Quit. That's how that's how football that's how football goes. Yeah, I I had um a deep menu of sub packages that I had worked <laughs> involving like moving wide receivers to quarterback, and I would just like I basically was doing like the 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 the, the Lynn Bowden um, Jr. experiment. Yes, yes, like that, that that exact kind of thing. Um, but I was just doing it in NCAA 2000 and whatever that Rex Grossman one was. 2001, I think it was uh, 2000. It would have had to be. No, I think 2000. They, they Maybe, didn't do the package thing until like 2005. See, the like, 03 was Harrington. So we can I mean, we can go through this. It was oh, uh, Grossman was 01. Oof. There was like a run of USC. I think 04 was 04 might have been Vince Young. Yeah, Liner was on one. I think Liner was 05. Bush was 07. Oh, God. Yeah. Getting old, boys. Yeah. I'm going to have the game. one I have because I still have one for for the Xbox 360. You can sell it. Yeah, but it's not like it's not the one they keep updating. Oh, okay. Open source Uh, wise. All right. So, anyhow, Louisiana Coastal. I, I think that'll be a fun game. Definitely watchable. If some of these other games suck, looking at you, Northwestern Ohio State, um, and looking at you, Oregon USC, but that's on a Friday night, so we don't necessarily have to worry about that sucking. Um, flip over to Louisiana. Flip some. Flip. Flip your channies over to Louisiana, Coastal Carolina. See what's happening. Yeah. Um, next have up, Boise. Boise plays San Jose State University. San Jose State is ranked. They've had a good year. Boise had probably been a little snake bitten with injuries this year has been still pretty good Boise. Um, Jordan, can I ask, do you know what the line is for this game? Is Boise favored? Uh, I'm I'm just curious. San Jose state is one of those, like it's been a really good story kind of teams. And like this coach should probably cash in on the fact that his team has been good this year because they're probably never going to have like this kind of good year again, even if he's still the same good coach that he is, you know, Friday or Saturday game. Oh, I wish I could tell you, man. Oh, I really do. Uh, Boise is favored by six and a half on the road. Okay, 
So there you go. On on the road, Boise favored by six and a half against the ranked team. So but good story for Penn State. A little fun. bit of sprinkling on the on the home dogs there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason not to at this point. Yeah, for entertainment uh, purposes. Yeah, for sure. Put a pin in that. Okay, Jordan, take us away. We got championship games to pick. Six games, a bonus game for Six. us. Six. Might as well call them the the week before Christmas. Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's You're a working right. title. Don't don't yeah. miss. Uh, all right, games. We've got as as Logan previously mentioned a Friday nighter. This is at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're gonna get the Pac-12 out of the way, nice and early. Thank God. We've got the Ducks of Oregon, who were tagged in because uh, Washington. Has yep. some position group issues, uh, injury and or COVID related. Um, so Washington tapped in Oregon. The Ducks are taking on USC at USC, uh, according to the interwebs. Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. The Trojans are favored by three points, and Jason gets to lead us off. Yeah, I, I don't. That seems too close. I think USC is. Uh, quite a bit better than uh, than Oregon. Oregon hasn't looked great in a while, um, if at all, this year. But uh, and like you know, USC is no powerhouse, but they're still USC. This talent they passed Washington State a couple weeks couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I don't know much about either of these teams, but I'll take the Trojans. All right, uh, I'm also going to take USC. I did see, though, that they will be without their leading running back, likely, for this game, which means it's a it's a young Slovis boy special, ladies and gentlemen. As the I, as the Weirau has been uh, fans of the young Slovis boy since he was a young Slovis boy, and we <laughs> are nothing if not loyal. my first time watching him this season in yeah, conference. Get on, on Slovis, who's definitely a Jedi, uh, a Padawan learner under yeah. – uh, No, that's just, that's just – that's a Star Wars name for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is going to be season three of The Mandalorian. Keaton Slovis is going to show up <laughs> in a big Side note, way. Amino Hassan had his top ten sports names that sound like Star Wars characters yesterday on Levitard Show, in case you're wondering. It's delightful. You'd get a kick out of it. Um, I like that segment. I, uh... Stop dude, USC, Bill G's thing and just make a pick. I am. I'm just curious. Like, USC has been skating by by the skin of their this entire year like they it's are true. not that good team and of destiny oregon, logan oregon is also not good like you don't need so that's to be good thing. to like, be a team of destiny are that good uh i'm gonna take oregon because screw you guys you know that's that's what i'm well, going with i'm gonna take oregon i just think um that usc is due to like not have everything just completely break in their favor i mean if they had lost they should have lost arizona state in the first game of the season they somehow yanked that one away they should have lost last week they, I mean, there's just like, you can't just continue to do this. Oregon is is fine. Um, they're not great, but they're probably a little bit more solid than USC. USC probably has higher ceiling though, so could be very wrong in this one. But give me the Ducks. All right, I will. Uh, next, next we week. we move to Saturday. We've got two nooners. The first of which is the B1G title match. Uh, we've got Northwestern, we've got Ohio State, the Buckeyes on a neutral field favored by 20.5 points. 
That's 20 and a half points. I am going to take Northwestern here. Um, Brutal. (laughs) I don't... I, I don't feel good about either side of this bet, but I haven't like I haven't seen a full four quarters from Ohio State this year. I have no reason to think they are inclined to bust that out this weekend. Like all they need to do is win. Bust it wide open. Yeah, this is not a bust it wide open week for Ohio State. <laughs> it's just a win and advance to the playoff. And they'll do that but I don't think it'll be by three touchdowns. Um, I agree. I think they'll do that. This has all the makings of the game that like is um, 10 to three Northwestern at halftime. And everyone's like, ah, 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 could it be? And then Ohio state just like has three good drives in the second half. Northwestern continues to bog down because that's what they do. I think Northwestern plays, like the ultimate Wisconsin style of football that is going to shorten the game. And it, I think it's just going to be hard for Ohio state to cover under their best circumstances um, in this game, regardless. So I'll, I'll go ahead and go Ohio state wins, but does not cover, but I think they will comfortably win. That makes sense. Uh, they, like they should 17. be. Yeah. Like they're, they're the better team. I don't think the game's going to be in doubt. Cause I have a feeling that Northwestern is going to really struggle to move the ball, but uh, Northwestern's defense is good. I don't want to, don't want to take away from them just because they have a bunch of like schlubby white dudes that all look like middle linebackers from your high school team. They're just like really intense guys. A lot of um, gauge this is steel a, type dudes. This is a team. Yeah, this is a team built in in uh, the image of their coach. If you if you catch my drift, um, so uh, they and my drift is literal uh, also. But uh, yeah, I will. I'll go Northwestern. Regrettably. This also could get really ugly, and Ohio State could win by, like, 49. But Yeah, I think that's going to happen. I'm going to take Ohio State to cover. I think this is super lopsided in terms of talent. And, it would, yeah, I, it wouldn't shock me if it was, like, yeah, 10 to 3 or 10 to 6 at halftime, and then I think Ohio State's just going to blow them out. So maybe, oh, we're more, maybe we're more comfortable betting the Northwestern first half cover here. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah, I love that. Uh, I also, because I was curious, I looked it up while you guys were talking. The consensus this year went 14, 14, and 3. <laughs> oh. So now, well, mediocre. Sorry, I don't know if that 3 is correct because those were just. Oh, you um, just counted. So no, one of those wasn't. Okay, so it's 14, 14, and 2 because one of the pushes we had opposite picks on, but two of them we had unanimous picks. Just riding the line, pure yep. mediocre, uncut. Yep. Love it. Just. Fine is our brand. Speaking of just fine, we have Iowa nice. State in the Big 12 title game this year. They are taking on the Sooners of Oklahoma, who they have already beaten this year. Um, and we talked about it once or twice. Matt Campbell, maybe going to the NFL. Who knows? Could be taking the Michigan job later. <laughs> what is this cadence that you're working with? Right Who's now? to say? I'm just trying to ch- switch it up a bit. Got to keep calling. Are you uh, are you um, vamping so that you can find a line? Is this how you? Is no, how you I, waste no, time? I've got all the lines in the sheet right now. I'm just trying to like bring some pep. This is the last yeah. big picks weekend of the you're right to where we've got like so. Until we blindly pick all the bowl games at once. All right, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Oklahoma, Iowa State, Big 12 championship game. 
undoubtedly Dr. Pepper is involved. Um, the Sooners favored by six in the rematch, and Logan gets to start. Oh, I'm on Oklahoma all day on this one. Yeah, they've they've been really good down the stretch. Their defense has actually been playing really well. Um, I think Iowa State's been really good too, but Oklahoma has more talent across the board, better quarterback, even though Purdy's an NFL arm. Um, I think that just way more upside with Oklahoma and their defense has been playing well. Give me Oklahoma, revenge game. All the, all the signs point towards um, a sound Oklahoma dub. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I think I think the Oklahoma of the last month is the Oklahoma we kind of expected all year, and they had a horrific start out of the gates. Uh, and I think they look – I mean, I think the Oklahoma of the last month is probably a top a top six, seven team. And I, Iowa State's a really good team, but I, I don't think the talent is up there um, to go toe-to-toe with a, a well – a well-playing, a good, a, uh, good words, uh, using good words, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make it a consensus. So we're going to tip the scales one way or the other right. with this game. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I think Iowa State's win in the first matchup, they caught Spencer Rattler when he was still trying to find his feet, uh, so to speak. But, um, I think at this point in the year, he's in a groove. Lincoln's in a groove with how he wants to best use him. And like we've we've mentioned, the defense is playing better. It's not a putrid Oklahoma defense anymore. It's serviceable, um, which yeah. when that offense is really rolling, which it still has the potential to do, that's all you need is a serviceable defense. Um, so, yeah, I will take the Sooners. Uh, okay, we now go to 4 p.m. So no, no fancy 3:30 game. Uh, in the pick on the board, anyhow. Um, Clemson, Notre Dame, another another heavyweight bout rematch. Uh, of again potentially game of the year. Um, from earlier with Trevor Lawrence back, the Tigers are now favored by ten and a half. Uh, Hate that one. Yeah, I. I think I'm going to take Notre Dame. Um, I don't know how. If you, I mean, if you, you're welcome to. If you'd like to just get me in line, but that's fine. Oh well, yeah, Jason, go for it. I it's mean, a jerk face. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. I thought we were. Uh, I think I'm going to take Notre Dame. Um, right. No, I think I, I I do think Clemson's going to win, um, but I, I mean I think Notre Dame is is genuinely no I'm immediately regretting this no I'm I'm changing my mind I'm going to take Clemson. Oh, uh, he does what a what a turn! I tried to talk oh. myself into it and I couldn't do it. I, I think Clemson's I, they're really good and they're going to come out angry and Dabo is ramping up the disrespect angle. He okay. said this week that he was proud of Trevor Lawrence for ignoring all the hate he gets. He's just like, oh yeah, the the, the thumb warriors. Yeah, or... just like, dude, who the have you warriors. seen talk on Trevor Lawrence? Like this seemingly wildly wholesome guy who COVID-19 is like the best quarterback prospect in years. Lawrence. I don't. It drives me nuts. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to be ready, and, and uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is 
is going to be angry, like it or not. And um, yeah, I mean, I think this also seems like the kind of game that Notre Dame loses. The last one did too, and they didn't, so maybe they've changed. But this seems like the kind of game that Notre Dame just craps all over themselves on. So, Yeah. Jason, I think you've swayed me. <laughs> I, I, I thought I wanted to take Notre Dame, but I, I will begrudgingly take angry Clemson. Um, this, because like my, my initial thinking was that in the game Notre Dame won, Clemson's issues were not really on offense. It was on defense. But, like, that was also a home game for Notre Dame, so they had that going for them. This game's in Charlotte where Clemson, what whatever fans they let in, Clemson's going to have an edge there. Also, um, wasn't – wasn't there were, one of the Was scores, the middle linebacker out for Clemson in that game as well? Skowski? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, there's that. So, well, and, and yeah, and, like, one of, one of Notre Dame's scores was, again, one of the Etienne, like, fumbles at the goal line that, that goes – 99 yards the other way that's not right. super replicable consistently so um yeah i i think i feel better about clemson than notre dame here um yeah jordan you you laid out the case so i mean yeah the, the case for i guess notre dame is that clemson's defense was bad in the last game but i don't think clemson is gonna do the same thing they did the last game and and lose again like that i mean they're gonna they're gonna try something different they're gonna have some players back uh on the defensive side of the ball my personal opinion is that venables has been thinking about notre dame since the notre dame game ended um and has been scheming for this i mean they didn't have to worry about really any other games on their schedule for the most part not not to say that uh you know they don't practice and get ready and game plan but like as much as they want to say that you, you know they look at Florida last week. They just completely overlooked an LSU team and, and lost. Like these things happen, but I think that Venables is going to try something different. I think having Skalski back does help um, in the grand scheme of of the game. And I think Clemson sh- probably should have won the last game. I mean, you had fumble, you had fumble luck and and turnover luck kind of go against you. I think Notre Dame might have had a turnover in the red zone too last game. So if you really want to get um, litigious with it you can uh you can say that those two maybe cancel out but uh i just i just don't think book has the same amount of success against this clemson defense and if he does like mad props to notre dame they're they're very good yeah and i think they still are very good like regardless of if they lose this game but um yeah i think that game plan changes for clemson are going to be are going to tilt it in their favor i would imagine some of the Eddie doesn't really fumble. He fumbled in that game. Some of the some of those turnover things even up. I think Clemson wins this game and tries to win it big. So um, that would be my my take there. So give me Clemson. All right. So we've got another consensus. We could we could really go one direction, or we could just go fifteen fifteen and two. Um, Eight p.m. We've got two games because we are doing six this week. Uh, The first, Alabama, Florida. We've got Alabama favored by 17 and a half. That's a big number for an SEC title game, boys and girls. Um, I... 
I am going first here. Can't confirm. That's um, true. I'll take Florida. I don't I don't know that they'll ever be within a shot of winning, but they like they like Logan said, there's there's a a whispers chance that enough chaos could happen to where a win could put them in the playoff. Um I just think that like Alabama, I think Flor- it comes down to Florida can score enough to keep in touch. Right. So that that's what I'm banking on. And I don't I don't know that Alabama is going to again try and make this a bus it wide open week when you've got a playoff matchup to kind of like keeps keep some things in reserve for potentially. So give me the Gators. Yeah. Um boy. <laughs> Florida played in an SEC championship game not so long ago when Jim McElwain was the coach, and they got absolutely railed by Alabama. But they were actually up in that game early by, like, two scores, which was really weird. I think Antonio Callaway ran a punt back, and there was, like, a, a maybe a pick six or something weird happened. I believe one Treon Harris may have been playing quarterback or a transfer from Boston College, or Austin Appleby, a transfer from Purdue, was playing quarterback. Um, this Florida team is, like, much better than that. This Florida team stayed with – LSU last year in that whole game, um, one could say a better offense than this this Alabama offense, which is – listen, this Alabama offense is insane. Mm-hmm. Now, Florida's defense played a lot better last year than their defense has been this year. Their defense has, um, you know, left some points on the field uh, and, or, or or maybe not if you if I'm using – They let some through the gates. <laughs> yes, but uh, I mean I, <laughs> I'm banking on a galvanized Florida performance. I don't think Florida wins this game – um, I'm really worried that Florida might give up 300 rushing yards in this game. And we have like a, a, a different Alabama offense that just pounds Florida in dust, um, in the running game. But to the credit of the defensive staff, they tend to make good adjustments and get better throughout the game. That holds true. Even for last week, um, they were so bad in the first half of that game and they did get a lot better and they made stops when they needed to. They just, there were some other, uh, intervening circumstances that, uh, that cropped up that were independent of defensive performance, I think in the fourth quarter of that game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Pitts will play. you got a good quarterback. Um, I also read a PFF college article today that really laid out why Florida has a good chance. Um, basically Florida goes empty set a lot. And apparently that's just been absolutely killing teams in Alabama. That's one thing Alabama is not like plus at defending is when teams go empty against them and getting Kadarius Tony on a linebacker is something that is going to be tough for anybody to deal with. And Florida does a really creative job of moving him around and getting him lost in the formation and getting him on a linebacker. Um, and then if, if that's the case, you want to take that away, then that leaves pits open down the rail or down the seam. And, um, you know, that's really where Florida's going to need to like be creative with their matchups and make their money. So I'm banking on a good, a good game plan here. I'm banking on Florida losing this game by 16 and uh, us getting a nice, a nice juicy, never in doubt cover. Uh, so I'll take Florida. Alabama's just they're 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 so good, and um, I really hope this isn't like an insane blowout and yeah. a real deflating into a season in which 
you know, you, you finally did the thing you wanted to do, which was beat Georgia. And then, you know, you had some other stuff kind of like happen that so makes the season tough. feel. Yeah, some other stuff happened that like sort of makes the season feel like a bit of a loss. When in reality, like I think Florida took another step forward this season. I think they are a, a program that's in that second tier on the rise. Um, but I, I do think that uh, in order to be the best, you got to act like the best. And Florida's not ready to do that yet. So um, that's my that's my like loose take on the status of Florida football. But I, I don't know. Mullen's a good game planner. He's play, he's called some really good games against Alabama before. Um, he called a really good game against the Georgia defense. That's very similar to what Alabama likes to do this year. Uh, I think Florida can score some points. It's just, like you said, Jordan, if Florida can stay in touch with Alabama, because Alabama does the, you know, I, I've heard people say this, but like they run the touchdown play. It seems like they just, every time they have the ball, they're running a play that scores a touchdown. They just and jump all over you. Yeah. Yeah. And they jump all over you and, this Alabama team's better than Georgia. Florida was able to ride out Georgia going up 14-0 on them this year and, you know, be up 38-14 at halftime in that game. That's not happening against this Alabama team. So uh, Florida needs to be ready to play from the jump, hope to get a stop or a turnover, and then they need to capitalize and score some touchdowns. So I think they can do it. I'll take Florida to cover. It's a big line. Yeah, I mean, I can't add much to it. But I think – yeah, I, th- I think Florida's got a high-powered enough offense to – to keep this thing close and maybe backdoor their way into a cover here. So three unanimous picks. <laughs> I, I also think working in Florida's favor is that little extra half point on the end of the 17. Certainly. And if Logan, like you, you were kind of worried about if Alabama just decides to ground and pound them into submission, that lends to a shorter game, which lends to potentially uh, a smaller margin of victory, so I'm I'm connecting all the dots here in my love head. it, love it, I love the energy. Thank, thank you. Uh, all right, our sixth and final game of the slate: Tulsa at Cincinnati for that championship. Uh, also at 8 p.m. So get get your other screens prepped and ready. The Bearcats. Led by Luke Fickle, favored by 14 and a half. That is 14.5. Logan gets to start this one out. 14.5? Yep. Ranked on ranked. Uh, yeah, I'll take Cincinnati. Style points are going to be important here. Fickle has demonstrated that he, don't, he doesn't give a single care about how you feel at the end of a game. Um, they'll probably be faking punts, you know doing Kevin Steele moves, trying to score touchdowns right at the right at the end to send a message. So I'll take I'll take Cincinnati with a lot to play for um, and an outside shot of, of making some noise. Plus, I think, you know, they they're going to be the G5 representative for an at large, you know, the, the best at large bid, I think, for the for a big bowl. That'd be good for Cincinnati. So I'll, I'll take Cincinnati. Tulsa's been good. They've gotten they've gotten a little lucky, though, this year. Um, I think there was a Hail Mary that went in their favor earlier this year. So, you know, one of those wins that, that feels nice, certainly. But, um, and then, I don't know. They, they picked off some good teams, though. They, they, they've shown a propensity to play with good teams. I just think Cincinnati's defense is so good and their offense is clicking now, too. So, they're, uh, they, they, they can kind of put some distance between you and the other team. Give me the Bearcats. Guys, guys, real quick. Did you know Bearcats, um, they have an odor of popcorn? Really? Yeah. 
No. Is that one. like a, a, to to attract prey or like ward off enemies? I don't know. I don't know, but it was it was weird. We were at the zoo in, in Palm Beach, and they have this animal that is it is a bear cat. It has a different name, obviously. It's like official name. Um, but it like, they're like, if you smell, you can smell popcorn. Like that's like the musk of the animal smells like that. And it's, it was, it was strange, but it was 100% popcorn, the smell, which was odd. Anyhow. Was it one of those things where like you, you didn't know it was popcorn until they told you this smells like popcorn. And then you like, Oh yeah, that's what it is. It wasn't like, uh, this smells like popcorn, but it was like one of the facts about the animal was like, Mm -hmm. it's its odor it gives off is smells like popcorn. And then you could kind of like sniff around and try to get a whiff of it. So yeah, maybe it was psychosomatic and you were just talking yourself into it. That's a good yeah. point. I need to go back. I need to go back with an independent nose. Yeah, we'll go back on the, the golf retreat. There you go. We can go to the lorikeet lodge too and feed the lorikeets. It's a delightful experience. I love it. Jason. <laughs> oh, right, I got to pick this game. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think I think Logan's right. I think Cincinnati covers this. I think they're they're really good. They've had like four weeks off. <laughs> what? Jordan Jordan's just upset because he's going to have to do the same thing. He's oh, yeah, 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 that's fair. Um, yeah, I didn't, want, I didn't want to, but I think Cincinnati's a genuine top ten team, and Tulsa's kind of not that close. Uh, I know they're ranked, but um, I think there's a pretty hefty drop off. So I think Cincy covers, which yeah, that... is I is boring, but you know. Yeah, I, I'm also going Cincy, and my my like one solid reason is I know how good Cincinnati is, but any any team in the like 15 to below range in the rankings, like they just got to put people there. So I'm not right. I'm not saying Tulsa's bad, but they're not. I don't envision them hanging with Cincinnati for very long. So. Four consensus picks. Let we we are riding super close to the sun this week, <laughs> which hey, sometimes that that can be good. Um, but there's there's potentially going to be a lot of one color on this this little block of the the grid. So there you have it. Six picks. Fade us. Follow us. You're an adult. <laughs> do what you want. Right. Be careful though. Be careful. We've been known, we've been known to go off. <laughs> in this mother, you know what I'm saying? We've been known to throw it in a circle every once in a while. <laughs> um, all right, I think I think that's it on on football news. I, I do know. I think I saw Virginia Tech declined bowl invitation. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are apt to do that this year. I think this has been pretty psychologically difficult for players yeah. to kind of try to pull off this quasi bubble thing with all the stress surrounding the ongoing testing and and everything else that. It's not a bubble. That's why I said quasi. Don't don't get don't get it twisted. Don't but you know, there's there's a lot. It seems like there's been a lot of responsibility put on these players to like basically carry the mantle for coronavirus safety. And uh, you know, they still are expected to go to class and you know be student athletes and everything else. And that's a lot. I'm sure it's been difficult and probably not worth another two weeks of practice so you could go uh, lose to a like lose to Memphis in the Cheez It Bowl Academy. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> never, never fun. Um, but it will be interesting to see who's. I think did I see UTSA is playing in two different bowl games. 
I think Bill Connolly tweeted that. Uh, I believe they accepted two different bowl invitations, which is That's delightful. Awesome. So good for them. First ever double bowl uh, team. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere. Who is this? I thought it was UTSA, Texas San Antonio. Um. Oh, okay. So the Frisco. I think bowl they accepted the, the Tropical yeah, Smoothie Frisco okay, Bowl, it. and then they changed to the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. <laughs> okay, okay, that'll be good. Well, yeah, you gotta. I mean, you gotta honor the first responders this year. You do. Got to. Screw the Frisco Bowl. All right. Well, it would have been awesome if they played two bowl games because why not? Oh, yeah. side note too. I think we're getting UCF and uh, uh, BYU. BYU in the Boca Bowl. I'm here. For might you. have to. Might have to go. <laughs> have to get a ticket to that. <laughs> to go down there, put my mask on, and and watch my man Zach mix Wilson. Mix it up with Zach Wilson. <laughs> see, see Zach Wilson and the husbands and fathers push around some little boys from uh, UCF, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that could be a really fun game. UCF's, uh, I always find UCF delightful to watch. And um, Zach Wilson's really fun. I mean, he's got like such a strange, snappy release, but that ball jumps out of his hands. And he uh, he's not afraid to really stick it in there. He, so. Yeah, he's got a real third baseman's flick of the wrist. Just like, <laughs> seed. Yes, yes. Which I like, you know? That's cool. It's a little Jay Cutler vibes. A little bit, little Jay Cutler ish. Yeah, Just some Jay Cutler, some Baker Mayfield. Okay, yeah. Dude, Baker really hauled off and threw one far the other day. <laughs> and he threw the defender right into the to the goalpost. It's like, is that, that, that is always an initially very scary thing. To yeah, yeah, it was violent. Until like until the guy gets up, then you're like, okay, I can laugh right. about that now. Jordan, were you at um gym night at Eastern Mennonite High School that time, or Eastern Mennonite University that time when I was – Play. We were playing kickball in the gym, and there was a leak in the ceiling, and they had like yeah, the bucket. Okay, there was like buckets and mop buckets surrounded by. They decided to surround it with tables that were like on their side, <laughs> and I'm out out there in that area, and uh, a, a fly kickball comes my way, and I'm tracking it. I've got I'm like a dog with a bone. I'm on it, you know, athlete, and I did not even consider for a second that that thing was there, and I just went full yard sale over apple cart directly into this freaking uh pile of tables and buckets and i remember like i kind of came to and it's like people were like running to me because it was been pretty violent <laughs> it's been quite quite the fall there you just go but, uh, careening over it like the the outfielder in that famous yes. picture over the the boston yep outfield yes, exactly wall. yeah that was, that was basically exactly what happened i just remember like it was one of those things like it didn't even hurt it was just like so jarring when it happened, I was just like, what was it? Like, what did I hit? Cause I was like, you know, I was just, you're just locked on watching the ball and you're, yeah. you're, gonna well, and go you're on a you. gym floor. They're like, there's, there's yeah. no barrier. I've never had anything. that experience before. Yeah, yeah. Where I just slammed into something in the middle of the gym floor. But anyhow, that was classic. My dad laughed pretty hard at me. So that was good. <laughs> but he was there pitching and catching. Love him. <laughs> Love that guy. But uh, all right, boys, anything else should be decent weekend. Like I like these games. There, there's some entertainment potential here for sure. Hopefully, they yes. all get played, and uh, true, yeah. Thoughts and prayers to all those involved. Indeed. All right. So, Wheel Route. Thanks for joining us. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter, the Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com. Stream the show from there. Get the pics on there. Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us an angry email, that's cool. We don't check it. All right. Peace.
Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.